Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of our weekly Halakha 101 class taught by Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. So I thought that maybe we would actually take a look at the halacha on tzitzit. Um, so moving away from Shabbat and moving away from Kashrut a little bit into more of the, the practical rituals that we do every day. Um, I had the opportunity la- two weeks ago, last week, oh, to oh. teach with my friend uh, Rabbi Joel Dinan and his community and talk about females wearing talit and tefillin, um, because in his Orthodox community, that is not necessarily done, though he was very open in saying that if people, if women wanted to, they were, they were welcome to. Um, So I looked through some of these sources and I realized, you know, these are sources that we don't really talk about as much in our own communities, and they're much more relevant to the way that we practice than an Orthodox community. So I thought that maybe we would look at those um, and go a little bit through seat seat and then um, at some point we would get to Tfilin, which, which comes right after. Yeah, Karen. Oh, wait, unmute first. Apparently there is a, a 1LA planning meeting. Oh, so that's where some people are. Okay, that's great. No, no problem. Okay, so um, so let me share my screen. We're going to be Simon 8. So we've been like in the 500s. <laughs> we're, we're going all the way back to the beginning. Um, so this is Simon 8, still from Orachaim, because this is the part of the Shulchan Aruch that, um, that talks about kind of just like the daily, regular things that we do in Judaism. So it says here, so um, the the halacha around tzitzit, the actual fringes, and the 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 wrapping of of a person in it. Now it's going to say himself everywhere, um, but interestingly enough, actually, when you look back at the Mishnah and when you look back at the Talmud, there is much to be said for women also wearing tzitzit, um, at least not being forbidden from doing so, but exempt from doing so. And the reason that those two two words are um, are important is because forbidden from doing something would mean you cannot do it, obviously, or you shouldn't do it. And exempt means you can, but you don't have to. And so women are in that category for tzitzit, also for tefillin, we'll get there someday. Um, but interestingly, once it gets to the Shulchan Aruch, it becomes male dominated um, in terms of the mitzvah itself. So it's you're going to see he all over the place, but I'm just going to probably make it gender neutral because, again, especially in our community, it is gender neutral. Um, but also there's precedent for being gender neutral no matter what. Uh, so so I'm going to speak it out in English that way. So that means that you're going to wrap yourself in these tzitzit and you're going to bless while standing. So you're going to not put your tzitzit on while sitting. You're going to put it on while standing. And that's how you're going to say the blessing. Now, interestingly, it says to wrap yourself in the tzitzit, which tells you that the garment itself is not as important as the fact that it holds the tzitzit, right? So a, a four-cornered garment is actually commanded to have tzitzit on it. So it's the garment itself that you that you need to put put the tzitzit on, and then has the mitzvah on it to to wrap yourself in. 
goes on the head and that's the plain white thing back and forth. So that's the tzitzit katan. Yeah, that's what what men typically, in this case, actually very predominantly men, wear underneath their clothing. And that's so that they always have tzitzit on. Here we're just generally talking about fringed garments, which back in the day was an everyday garment. For us, it's specifically a talit. Okay, Seder Atifato, Kaderach Bene Adam, Shemit Kasim Bechesutan, Veoskim Bemalachtam, Paamaim. So the way that you wrap the, the, in this case, the, the talis is the way that, uh, that you would, um, cover your head. Uh, so in a way that you, you know, sometimes you see people kind of put the talus over them and then, and then wrap it around them. Um, it says here, cover your head in the way that you would, uh, cover your head for work. So that's a, an interesting thing. Like maybe people were wearing like scarves back in the day when they worked. Um, so sometimes um, his head was covered and sometimes it's, it was exposed. Um, like, so are they referring to a talus or a tzitzi? Well, it's the same thing. No, right. I mean like the tzitzit. I was like, wondering the same thing. From people wear the ones that you put underneath the clothes versus a talus. So back in the day, they were the same thing. For us, they're two different things. So any garment really? that has four corners is a talus, is tzitzit, right? For us, we call it a talit oh. because it is a bigger garment that we wear on the outside. And then we call, that's what I was just saying to Karen, uh-huh. that we call the thing underneath the clothing tzitzit katan because there are talit katan, if you want, um, because it's not on the outside and it's obviously smaller because it's worn under clothing. Um, but yeah, any, th- any four-corner garment has to have fringes on it and so you could call that a tali. You could call that. So when did it change? When did it go from the tzitzit? We'll we'll see that. So tzitzit oh. are fringes. Tzitzit oh. is not the garment. So a talit katan is the garment that you wear underneath your clothing. A talit gadol is the is the garment that you wear on top of your clothing. But tzitzit are fringes, no matter what they're on. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, uh, and it says, and it's correct to cover your head with the talus. So you're not supposed to just kind of wrap yourself in it. You're supposed to really cover yourself in it and then, and then wrap yourself in it. I'm just going to read this next one in English to go a little bit quicker. Small fringe garments, here we go, talit katan, that are customarily worn, even though they are not wrapped, they fulfill our obligation for fringes. So what this is saying is because it's a four-cornered garment, you of course put seat seat on it. You put the fringes on it. And that's what's called a talit katan. So anybody who has a four-cornered garment, it could be a poncho, it could be a talit katan, it could be whatever, you're supposed to put fringes on it. And then you've now fulfilled the obligation of tzitzit because you've put fringes on the garment, right? Remember, the garment is the thing that has the obligation, not the tzitzit. The tzitzit are what make it a talis, but the garment itself, if it has four corners, has an obligation to be uh, fringed. Yes, Karen. Okay, so I have, you know, old person's brain and memory. The tzitzit, when did everybody start wearing, when, where is that from? The tzitzit. The Shema. Sure. Yeah, the third paragraph of the Shema. So we started wearing tzitzit as soon as we recognized that there was precedent from, from our Torah, really, for there to be fringes on our garments to remind ourselves of the mitzvot. 
And it only became something that we wore once we didn't have four-cornered garments in modern time. So we, I mean, not modern, modern, but you know what I mean? Like after, yeah. after, oh, yeah. after the shelf on our Um So we created Tully Tote so that we could have these fringed garments because all of our clothing became un, uncornered, so to speak. Um, and therefore we wouldn't have any fringes to put on any garments because our garments didn't look the way that they needed to, to have the fringes. Didn't they just keep it as, uh, as CT, as the original TT? Why even bother with Talisim? So CT are just fringes. So do you mean Talit Katan? Sure. Okay. So they they did. I mean, they, so, but. Oh, but it, tra- it transferred over at some point where people started wearing Taluses, not just. It didn't, I mean, it, it the, never the what I would consider as Taluses. So it never, tra- it never transferred. The two things came about at the same time. It's just that one was being worn regularly and the other one was being worn, you know, like on Shabbat or on festival occasions. Um, but from the time that tzitzit was a mitzvah from our Torah, it was, you know, tzitzit, the fringes were being put on all garments that had four corners. So a talit katan and a talit gadol, which we wear in shul, are exact came about at exactly the same time. One's just worn on the outside and the other one was worn on the inside. And if you think back to like a movie like Fiddler on the Roof, they even the talit katan used to be worn on the outside. So it's I don't know when that changed when it became like an undershirt, but um because that used to be also worn on the outside. But the 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 commandment for fringes allowed for a talit katan to be worn, you know, as like a shirt type thing, or a talit gadol, like a shawl at the same time. Yeah. Um Okay, it is good that one places it over one's head the long way and wraps it. He should stand this way wrapped for at least the amount of time it would take to walk four cubits, right? So you shouldn't like rush to take it off of your head. After this, you should pull it over your head and wear it normally. So just telling us how to put it on. Um, if you've seen any of us really, actually, I've never focused on how Kendra Chorney puts on her talus, but Rabbi Kutzel and I definitely do this, where we kind of wrap it over our head, take a few seconds, and then we put it on. Um, so... That's what this is saying. It's saying to kind of like have a moment, imagine that you would be, you know, taking four paces, let's say, uh, and, and really, really focusing in on the mitzvah of the, of wearing the tali. And then you can put it around your shoulders and wear it like you, like you would normally wear a talis. Okay. And are all people buried in the tali? So, no, you can be buried in a tully. You do not have to be buried in a tully. It's become more and more common for men and women to be buried in a tully. Um, it's, there is precedent for people being buried based on halachic sources with a tully, but some people choose to want to use that talis um, of the person who has died. So it's not always the case that a person's buried in the talis. I believe in Orthodox tradition, everyone is buried with a tully. All men are buried with a tully. Um, because my father was buried in his kittel and what, I mean, he had several talisim, but so he was buried in his kittel and one of the talits. And, and when we did the Kriya, they also did the, made the talis puzzle. Mm-hmm. So I have some of the tzitzit in my sidur that I use every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many people choose to do that. Um, some people choose to have the mortuary provide a talis so you can keep a talis that, you know, it was meaningful to the family. Um, 
but yeah, it, there is there is definitely precedent for it. Our Hebra Kedisha allows for the option, um, but the Orthodox world, um, I, I wouldn't say demands, but it's just their tradition to, to use the talus at burial. Okay, so this is actually a very interesting halakha, the next one we're about to read, because when you think about um, a small talit, which is what a lot of shuls have when you walk in and you grab a talus because you forgot yours, the shawl type talis, the kind of thinner of the two talito, this, no one wears it correctly, according to what we're about to read. And it's interesting because many girls who get bat mitzvah in a talit have those kinds of talito. And according to this halakha, are actually not wearing it correctly because it's just not made such that you can. So that's a very, you know, I'm sure someone could do a lot of research on, um, was that because people didn't care if girls were wearing it correctly? Is that because this part of the halakha really isn't that important? Um, as long as there are four fringes, it doesn't really matter how they fall. By the way, you'll hear what I mean in a second. It says one should return two of the fringes in the front and two behind in order to be surrounded by the commandments. So the way that we wear the smaller of the talitot is that all of them come to the front. All the, all the seats that are in the front. But the way that if you wear a big talus like I do, you do have two in the front and two in the back. It just doesn't work to have two in the front and two in the back if you have a smaller shawl talus because it just it, it, it doesn't work unless it drapes over you, but then it doesn't stay on. Uh, Karen, do you have a question? So when when these huge talit are worn yeah. and they're always slipping off, yeah. you, run, you push it in the back. Does that mean it's in the back? Well, you don't push it in the back. What you do no. is you you bring it over your shoulder. Yes. But the tzitzit are still in the front. Yes. But then it drips down. So then you still bring it over your shoulder. There's so one of the, the where front, are the ones the, in the back? The ones in the back are at the back of the tali. Okay. Uh, so if you're wearing like, I don't have anything here. I hear it. Okay. If you're wearing like a blanket, right, the two front corners come to the front no matter how many times you have to wrap it again on you, and the two back corners are kind of by your calf or calves, <laughs> not just one calf. Um, okay, mevorech lehitatev batzitzit. So you im shnayim o shlosha mitatetfim, wow, that was hard to say, betalit ke'achat. So you should you should do the blessing to wrap yourself in a talis. If two or three are wrapped as one fringe garment, um, like meaning the garments are sewn together, they each bless. If they want, one can bless and the others can answer amen. Oh, they don't mean the garments. Sorry, they mean people. Um, so if a few people are sharing one talit, which I, I guess that's like a camp when you come up for a, an aliyah and everybody's under one talis, um, as long as the blessing is said such, such that they can say amen, then it's fine. And you are, you're covered, so to speak. Um, oh, wait, so when like Effie and I go up for an Aaliyah, I don't wear, as you know, I don't wear taluses. So he, he puts his talus around me as well. So two of the tzitzit are technically on my side and two are on his side, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what the precedent for this would have been back in the day. Let me see if there's a commentary. Um, now I can imagine it, but I don't, each one is wrapping in their own talit, but that the wrappings are all happening at the exact same time. Oh, that makes much more sense. Okay. So if multiple people, I couldn't imagine that they were saying that everybody was under one talis. Okay. So what the Mishnah Barura is explaining for us is that 
if like if the entire community, for example, decides to do the blessing for the talit at the same time, sometimes we do this in a bar about mitzvah, then only one person has to say the blessing and everybody else can say amen. That's what they're saying. And put on their taluses at that time? Correct. So like if Rabbi Kligfeld wanted to say the blessing for all of us, he could. We would just all have to put on the tally at the same time. But does that ever ever even happen? Yeah. Like in a bar about mitzvah, when we tell the family to put on the talus at the same time, we very often will do the, well, you know, have the bar mitzvah kids say the blessing and everybody else puts it on. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That makes much more sense. So al talit katan. So now we're talking about the talit that you would wear underneath your clothes. You can say the blessing even though there's no wrapping, right? You either put it over your head or, you know, whatever it, um, it, it somehow drapes you. Um, even though you're not really wrapping, you're wearing it, right? It's like a shirt. You put it over your head. So it has nothing to do with the wrapping, um, but you can still say the blessing because it's the same type of garment. So the Ramah says, So there are, there are those that say that instead of saying the blessing, which means to wrap yourself in the talis, that instead you say the words al mitzvat tzitzit on the blessing of tzitzit, which actually makes much more sense because you're wearing this talit katan specifically for the mitzvah of tzitzit. That's also the phrase that you say when you're tying tzitzit. Um, so it's not, you know, a phrase out of nowhere. And it's a phrase that goes very nicely with this commandment specifically to these tzitzit that people may or may not see depending on your tradition. Vechenhogin ve'en leshonot. So there, this is, this is how we practice. So when a, a man mostly is putting on a talit katan underneath his clothing, he says, um, al mitzvat tzitzit as opposed to lehita teif tzitzit. And then if he goes to Shul and puts on a talis, um, he would say the blessing, because you're actually wrapping, you're not just putting it on. Um, okay, so this is now getting into the actual... Um, well, so you have to actually make sure that you separate out the strings from one another. Again, this doesn't really happen for us because... We're not wearing them all the time and we live in much more kind of clean conditions. So things aren't sticking to one another or gross or whatever. Um, but, you know, if the fringes are braided together or whatever, you you unbraid them um, or tangle them or whatever, you undo that so you can wear them again, two in the front, two in the back. Um, one should have the intention in wrapping, right? You shouldn't just say the blessing. You should actually have the intention for doing that wrapping, um, because God commanded us to wrap ourselves in order to remember all of these mitzvot, right? That, that we shouldn't just wrap ourselves in a talis because we know that it symbolizes something. We should also have moments to take in what are those mitzvot and how do we, how do we think about what those mitzvot are for us and how we're going to take them on. Kodem shivarech ya so but again, we don't do this every day because we assume that that things remain kind of intact in our world, but 
before you do the blessing for putting on the tzitzit, you should check the strings to make sure that they are kosher. Um, because if you, if they're not kosher, you could be saying what's called a bracha levatala, which basically means a canceled blessing, like a can, a, a blessing that you shouldn't be saying or a blessing that, um, isn't accurate or a blessing that doesn't, um, you know, doesn't, it's like saying the kiddush, but not drinking the wine. Like it doesn't come with the actual action for that blessing. It just is the words and they, we don't want empty. It doesn't count. It's not that it doesn't count. It just, it's not, the blessing isn't a blessing. If you're not doing it over a thing that it's supposed that. It's not kosher. Right. That it's supposed to be done for. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so are there any sima name that um, women, if we are not wearing tzitzit and palaisim, that uh, are, are are created or are existing to remind women of the mitzvot? No, no. Um, is a simple answer. I mean, there's, you know, there, there are rabbis that say that women don't need to remember the mitzvot because they're on a higher plane. I don't love that argument. Um, but, but no, I mean, you know, the, the mitzvah for davening is one that doesn't even land on women. So when it comes to something like a talis, it, it wouldn't even occur to the men to have it be necessary for them to remember the mitzvot during that time, because they might not even be davening. So no is the unfortunate, but simple answer. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining for even just a few minutes and even just a few people. Um, but I'll email everybody else and make sure they know that this is still happening. And uh, we'll talk more about it soon. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.